Hello and welcome into another edition of SAS Whispers. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Torbjorn Anderson. He's the Chief Information Security Officer at Medius, and we'll talk a lot about security and how SaaS applications have really introduced a whole new level of security management. We'll talk about what types of certifications you should be looking at. How do you manage ongoing security issues with your SaaS providers? And many other questions about this process, keeping up with the security of SaaS. All right, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I always like to ask if IT was what you wanted to be when you grow up, when you grew up, and how did you eventually end up in IT? Yeah, in my case, I got to IT really from the beginning. So uh, um, I, I spent all my professional career in the IT industry. So my first job was at this uh, company's corporate IT building and managing computer networks, which was really good for learning. And then I moved on to consulting, uh, started focusing on security. So I spent a number of years as a security consultant and then later as a security architect selling and implementing security solutions from different vendors. And uh, after a while, I realized that security alone wouldn't solve the, the security challenge. And that was very clear to me because I had these clients back then who bought a lot of expensive security technology, but still got breached. And there was nothing wrong with the technology. So there was clearly something else missing in those organizations. So then I started looking into information security and the importance of things like risk management, uh, governance and security strategy. And I guess that's where I spent my last couple of years in my career. Yeah, that's a, it's an amazing journey and keeping up on uh, security and governance. It's got to be a daily challenge for you. It is. It's, a, it's an ongoing challenge, uh, a very fun and exciting one also. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about some of the biggest IT-related challenges that, that you faced and, and how have you overcome them? Yeah, thinking on my career, I, I think the first challenge was really to convince people of the importance of uh, IT security. I mean, if you put things in perspective, it wasn't that long ago when security wasn't a hot topic. So you, it might sound crazy today, but back then you had to really convince people of the importance of, of security. And I struggle with this as a consultant, uh, really trying to do business case for investing in security. So that was a hard time. Um, and how did I overcome this? Uh, I would say that uh, that challenge partly resolved itself with the digital transformation and the, the amount of data that was getting uh, exposed in that process. I mean, most organizations did their calculation on they were um, having a lot of valuable assets at risk and they did their own calculation on uh, they need to spend some money and effort in protection. 
Yeah, I think probably early on, it was a lot harder to convince people to invest money in security. Mm. But I mean, we hear about data breaches every single day now. So it's got to be a mm. little bit easier to convince management that mm. we need to spend this money ahead of time, or we're going to be yeah. in trouble on the back end. And that was the first challenge. And actually, the, the second challenge in my career was quite the opposite, uh, because then then security was on everyone's mind. And uh, the market was flooded with uh, security products, software and hardware. Uh, and basically, there were too many tools, which which led to huge complexity. So that was the next challenge. Uh, and how did I overcome this? I, I think uh, information security, again, is key here. And realize that you can protect everything all the time. So you need to do your data classification and really agree with your stakeholders on what's most important for your business. Yeah, and then how do you balance that with uh, with cost management? You have all these products out there. They all have different costs and different benefits. Uh, what methodology mm. do you use to, to kind of find that balance? I, I think about risk once again uh, to see what kind of risk are you facing, what are you exposing, what's the value of it, uh, and then it's a matter of uh, doing the calculation really. Um, so that would be one process. Yeah, I you know when I think about security at businesses, I've heard the saying you're only as secure as your weakest frontline employee. Right. Because, I mean, you know, IT is going to be secure, but how do you ensure and educate the frontline employee to take the necessary steps to not expose the company to data, viruses, uh, malware, all of those types of things? Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Really important. Um, I mean, we have a security awareness program uh, at Medius. Uh, I think that's very important. And I think not only educating in security awareness and to have your policies and procedures in place, but I think it's really important to to really have your empl employees understand that they can make a big difference, a huge difference, actually. If you click that uh, phishing link or not, or kind of you, you make thousands of decisions every day, and try to educate on having a risk-based approach and think think about security to have it in yeah. mind. Yeah, I'm blown away. I, every single day I'm getting two or three mm -hmm. texts or emails that are obviously phishing scams, but they're getting mm -hmm. better and better. So it, it's mm -hmm. just remarkable uh, that we're trying to stay ahead of all of this. Yeah, it is a challenge and it keeps changing also the methods as you describe and how they try to commit fraud on you and everything. So you really have to be a, a step ahead of this. Yeah, I'm curious. You've been doing this for 20 years now and everything has changed. Everything used to be on-prem. Now we're moving to SaaS. Uh, how do you feel about that transition? Are you Are you glad to see us moving towards SaaS? Or do you feel like maybe there's some things we should still keep on-prem? Uh, I think there are cases uh, where you should have it on-prem. Or, I mean, there are those kind of organizations who have a good argument for having it in fully, fully controlled on-prem. 
um, but they are getting less and less, I would say, if you look at the market. Um, so I think it's a natural process in some way. I mean, both cloud and SaaS applications. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I don't know how we would have, for example, survived the pandemic if we didn't mm. have SaaS. I mean, it, I think it just mm. saved the entire world economy. But I also think mm. it's difficult. How do you assess uh, the security of a SaaS application that you may be bringing into your organization? Mm. That's a very important question. Uh, and, and we always do risk analysis around this. And the first step is really for me to understand how this application will be used in the organization. So I always start with the non-technical questions on, on uh, how, we, how it's going to be used. Uh, so I understand the risk, uh, maybe dependencies. I mean, what kind of risk uh, do, do this pose to our business processes? And then regarding the vendors, uh, then it's all about trust or, or <laughs> to have that trust because you're really putting your trust in your SaaS vendor, SaaS provider. Uh, so that will be a process of data collecting really to be convinced that you can trust them with your data. And yeah, there I are always... different. Yeah, you have different met methods of, of doing this, that like uh, compliance reports, interviews, questionnaire. Uh, I think it should be a mix of different sources uh, before you make a decision, really. Do you, in your organization, do you have the issue of uh, frontline employees ordering or signing up for their own SaaS applications, or have you gotten control of that? We have a process in place for SaaS application. Uh, so we do have that process and we are keeping up, <laughs> trying to keep pace with the organization really on this. Uh, but I'm happy to have this process in place and it will be like I described with the risk analysis. Uh, so I, I rest assured that I will uh, look at these applications and the vendors before we make a move uh, on a decision like this. Yeah, and, and of I'm... course, it's about the data also. I mean, what what kind of data will we, will we be exposing? Yeah, one of the things that I've I've seen traditionally is you have uh, the, the one organization in the company going to IT and they're saying, we need this, we need this, we need this. And they've seen some SaaS application out there that's got, you know, pretty bells and whistles and things like that. And so they've already decided that's what they want, but then they come mm -hmm. to you. How do you go about assessing if that's really going to meet their, their needs mm -hmm. and then report back to them? No, no, that's not, that's not going to work for you. Or, you know, th th there's that, that interplay has got to be constant. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, security shouldn't be a blocker. I mean, we struggle with this uh, in the industry, that, that security shouldn't be a blocker for the business uh, and things like this. Uh, and it can be a struggle, I would say, because exactly as you described, perhaps we come in late in the process when the, the organization has find the right tool, the right SaaS application, and then they turn to security. Um, so, but it, it is a process that needs to happen. So it's about convincing your own organization that we have to do this. 
for our, our own sake and security. Yeah, I find it's important for a business to be able to pivot quickly. We saw that in the mm -hmm. pandemic. But if you pivot too fast, you may pivot into security issues or breaches. And that could that mm -hmm. could destroy your organization if if that gets out to the public. Right. So what questions do you uh, ask specifically? Like, like, like what type of certifications are you looking for in the SaaS uh, in, that you bring on site? Mm. As I mentioned before, I think uh, number one is to understand how this uh, SaaS application are to be used in the organization. Uh, and that, why that is important is because of understanding the risks involved in, in a non-technical way. What kind of data are we processing with this SaaS application? Uh, so there will be questions like uh, what, what kind of data, uh, data location, where will the data be in the world? Um, and from that discussion, it will turn into more technical discussion. And then, of course, uh, compliance reports like SOC reports, I think is a good, um, uh, good type of evidence, something that demonstrates security quite well. If you read those reports, you get an idea of the company and the day-to-day -day business. So I think those those reports are valuable. Uh, and of course, uh, security certifications like the ISO certification or, or something like that. And then I'm, I'm curious, is there an ongoing process? Because I'm guessing once you've approved an application, do you have a process where over time you're making sure that they still remain compliant with those certifications? Mm. Good, good point, because the, this is also a challenge. I mean, this, this has to be ongoing. So you're, you're ex absolutely right there. Uh, so, so we have a process for, for doing that kind of a vendor review. And I think that needs to, to happen. Um, and when, when you hear me talk about this, it's a lot of processes and a lot of work, actually. So I think you need to spend some time on building that process and make sure that it works efficient for you and for your organization. So security w won't be that blocker. Um, so I think, and, and every organization it dif is different. So you, I think you have some room for flexibility also. Yeah, I'm curious, have you had a situation where you've had to tell a vendor, hey, uh, your security is not up to par, we're going to stop using you, or if you don't make these changes, then we're going to have to stop using you? Ha has it ever gotten to that point with you? Uh, we, I don't, I don't think it has been blocked um, a blocker like that, but we had some some really hard conversations, uh, detailed questioning questions about security, of course. Um, and and as I mentioned, I think this security conversation has to be on different levels. I like I like to get the, the sense a sense of the company, how they are um, answering our questions, how they behave, and how they how they are treating their customers when I ask uh, security questions. Uh, I think that's very important. Because it is an ongoing relationship. And I'm assuming you're, as I as the IT director where you're at, you're in constant mm. contact with their IT department as well, working mm. together to improve not just their security, but also to improve the functionality of the software that they're providing. 
Yeah, of course, and it's about trust. Uh, so you really have to gain gain that trust as a SaaS provider. Uh, so for me, it's important to look at all of the, those aspects. Is there anything else when you think of SaaS that is an issue that you think people should look at? Um, and I, I, as you mentioned, I think it's a very fast market. I mean, it's very easy to buy. Uh, and that might be uh, the, the tricky part that it could easily get out of hands in your organization and not in control. Um, so I think you need to be a bit careful with that. Also understand that you, I mean, you own the data. You are providing the data to those companies uh, and it's your data and it's your job to make sure that uh, the data is safe. Yeah, it's one of the things that we talk about. If, if one of your SaaS providers has a data breach and it gets out, your customers, you can't say to them, Oh, it, it was this provider. They're going to look at you and they're going to assume it was your issue and your problem. They're going to blame mm. you for it. And so it's mm. very important that you are on top of it constantly. Exactly. You have to do your homework and really be ready to demonstrate how you did your assessment of, of that vendor. Um, so that that's why it's important to have a process to do the same things uh, when you are assessing those providers and also document is, is a good uh, advice here uh, in all of those conversations document your process so that you can you are able to show this later on that you actually have done your due diligence on this. Yeah, I love that advice. You can also go back and, and see the, the progress or go back to a point where you can say, you know, specifically, we ask for this and it's not getting done, or, you know, those types of things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, and, and I love to ask this question, how do you keep up with uh, the latest and greatest technology, security, those types of things? The world is changing so fast. How they try and breach your security is changing so fast. How in the world do you stay on top of that? Mm. Yeah, I've been in security for for a long time, and and to me, it's about inspiration. Also, to get the inspiration from, it could be conferences, it could be uh, reports, security reports, uh, your own security network, um, and I think you have to find things that really. It triggers your curiosity to understand how data breaches occur and get dig deeper in those actual incidents and, and find out how the bad guys are, are doing their side of things. Uh, but of course, this is a challenge uh, to have that kind of security intelligence all the time, uh, but very important. So. Um, I I'm do as much as I can of, of those networking and conferences and re reading reports and articles. Well, and I feel like you, you have a real love love for this. Like it's it's a passion. So it's something where whether it's your job or not, you're reading about it, you're studying it, you're looking into it. Uh, this sounds like it's definitely part of your daily life. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the only way to really keep on top of, of things here. 
Yeah, very good. I am, I am curious. I like to ask everybody, uh, what are your favorite, uh, books or podcasts or things that, that you, you are, uh, reading or listening to right now? Yeah, uh, regarding podcasts, I, I I like the the subject of social engineering. I, I always sell. Uh, so there is a podcast uh, called Hacking Humans. Uh, quite fun. Uh, there's also this Risky Business. Uh, it's a podcast that has been go on, going on for a number of years now. Uh, so I try to. Uh, listening to those and then it's also some daily news uh, I used to listen to Cyberwire daily podcast I think so that that is one way of, of getting your um, kind of news feed to, to listen to podcast if you don't have the time to read all those articles to get fast information yeah that's what I love about podcasts you know start them when you're mm. on your way to work you know on your commute when you have downtime and you can constantly be updating your information and I I think getting mm. a different perspective uh, about life and tech and all of those things mm. yeah correct and then I always love to let to ask a question do you have a favorite quote that you live by or a quote that's important to you right now <laughs> Be, being in security, uh, I, I would say uh, something like uh, trust but verify. Mm. Sp- yeah. Speaking of, of things like zero trust and uh, the future of security and the different methods at stake, uh, I think trust but verify is uh, something that you can live by. Yeah, absolutely, especially in the IT security world. <laughs> I I am curious, do you think that we're going to win this battle? I mean, it's just a constant cat and mouse game. Do you think we're getting ahead of the bad guys as you said before, or are we just staying ahead? How how is that in your mind? What is your perspective on that? I I actually think that we we need a new strategy for security. So I think there are some serious things going on. Um, and zero trust might be one. I, I don't know if that is the answer, but we have to do something in, in security to keep up with this challenge. And what I like with zero trust is it's about going back to those basic principles on how we do, um, how we how we share information and how we do computer networks. So that would be an answer to that complexity I mentioned before. To me, zero trust is to have a more cleaner approach to security. And I think that could be the right way forward because everything else is getting very complex and fast. And I think we have tried that in security also and and got into trouble with all those tools and huge complexity. Um, so I'm a big spokesman for simplicity or simplify things. Um, so I think we need that. So it it might be zero trust. We will see. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Listen, I really appreciate your time and your passion uh, and a lot of good information uh, for people out there who are assessing their own security within their own companies and dealing with SaaS because of SaaS chaos, it's its like one of those things, it it's, comes with so many benefits, but at the same time, there's so many possible ways to screw things up. So it's its a constant battle. It is. 
Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. (laughs) Once again, I want to thank Torbjorn for joining us today. Lots of great information. You can tell he has a real passion for uh, IT security, and he's excited about SaaS, but he's also very concerned about security and making sure that all of your data and assets are protected. My name is Jim McFarland, and this has been another edition of SaaS Whispers. 